Hi there, I'm Ben Pierce, and welcome to the Elevated You podcast, the podcast all about helping you in the tech world develop your professional skills. Each episode, we share the top tips, failures, and lived experiences of people thriving in the same world as you. I'm so glad you're here. So let's get going. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Elevated You podcast. Do you know the first rule of Pitch Club is you talk about Pitch Club. And we're going to stick to the rules today and talk about Pitch Club and talk about how to pitch your ideas. And our guest today has spent years in the tech world and is now CEO of Series A, where he helps startups and scale-ups propel their ideas and their businesses forward. So please welcome to the podcast, Colin Howes. Hey Ben, thanks for having me. Really nice to nice to see you again. Looking forward to it. It is brilliant, brilliant to have you with us. So thank you so much for, for taking the time to be with us. And I wonder if you could share uh, to all our listeners, you know, what is your role? What is it that you're doing now? So I'm now the, uh, thanks for the intro, but I'm, I'm now the CEO of a company called Series A. Uh, it's my company. I started it uh, three years ago. Funny enough, we started it in pandemic, you know, uh, deep during lockdown. So ah. Better do something, hey. <laughs> so um, I got busy. Um, and I've spent a long time helping startups with their value proposition and trying to be the commercial guy. Um, okay. I've worked with techies um, like yourself at Microsoft, right? Um, I've worked with techies for a long, 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 long time, working on the soft skills, trying to get them commercially viable and trying to get them into... Um, a format, if you like, you know, a bit of a formulaic um, approach to things like selling, you know, actually positioning their product or raising capital or anything, uh, anything in between. Um, I actually used to be techie once myself. Um, so don't tell anyone because <laughs> uh, I don't want you techies pulling the wool over my eyes anymore. So, um, uh, yeah, that that's Series A is all about helping startups get from point a to point b doesn't matter where their point b is it could be you know series b who knows but you know we want to be instrumental on their journey and that's that's what it's all about okay and and so you started to allude to your your, your background a little bit there so at the moment yeah. you're helping startups and scale-ups and all of those sorts of companies and it sounds like with the commercial and the business and all all those other bits that fit around the the tech product that perhaps somebody's had that idea or got a POC or an MVP that that kind of stuff. Um, what's your background? So you're doing that now. What is it that you've spent your your career doing? Um, I had this question. <laughs> I had this question the other day. Um, so what was your career? And I'm like, well, I'm not really sure. Um, I kind of, okay, I'll, I'll give a stab at it. Okay, my career really was um, hustling um, from a very, very young age, trying to make money using technology to do that. So, so much so that we were putting cables together um, to connect VCRs and play and record back in 1986. <laughs> and I, you know, I, think I was like 13, and I had a bright idea to copy some. Don't tell anyone, don't tell Paramount that, you know, I used to do this, but, um, you know, <laughs> or then, you know, doing other interesting things with technology to make money. 
Um, and that kind of led me into um, what's called now penetration testing. Okay. And, and, um, and, hack, and ethical hacking. Back then, those terms didn't really exist. So we were, we were effectively um, uh, helping individuals protect their network by teaching them what the bad guys knew because, you know, we, we knew that kind of stuff. We didn't use it for nefarious purposes, promise. Um, and we'd, we'd, we'd arm those network engineers back in, oh man, this is like 1998 we started that. Okay. Before that industry existed, um, yeah. and had a lot of fun with it, had a huge amount of fun with it. We had people turning up to our offices to be trained, and they couldn't tell us who they were. And it was so it was so super exciting because the industry didn't exist, and there we were with just tables full of kit, like routers and and servers, and showing them back doors and front doors. And it was back in the day where. You could you could do crazy things. You could intercept traffic and change the price because everything you know everything was just the wild west back then. Yeah. And so gradually, gradually, that industry developed. Um, we exited in two thousand and three. I want to say two thousand and three, um, and went then off to Microsoft. And I think you know to go all the way back to your question about career. What was your career? <laughs> I guess Microsoft then taught me how to sell. Instead of doing the wavy arm approach to sales, trust me, it'll be fine, um, which I guess was my approach because I didn't really know any better. Um, they taught me the science behind a sales process and, you know, the kind of stuff that you probably went through as well um, in your time there. You know, not only the the art, you know, I was the artful sales guy, but, you know, the technology, the, the, the science behind the technology cell is so crucial to the, the ultimate success of that product. Yeah. So that's where I went, um, was there for a number of years. And after leaving there, you know, I did a couple of gigs, a couple of corporate gigs. Um, I helped Microsoft start their first innovation center in Brisbane, which has uh, now morphed, as I understand it, into Microsoft for startups, which is quite cool. Um, and it's all been since then, and it's going 10 years now. Um, it's all been about helping smaller companies, you know, maybe like post series A, um, as a, as a VP of sales, you know, helping them to get to the next, next bit. Sorry, long rambling answer to your no, very simple question. No, yeah. it, it's interesting. And it's interesting because as we start to dig into some of the questions, it's mm. useful to understand the context of where you're coming in, you know, coming from. And, and the context that you're coming from is you've always been in tech and yeah. you've, you've got a good tech understanding, but you've always been that hustler, the sales guy, the person that is trying yeah. to connect the business with the technology to, to make some money, to, you know, and, and we all need to pay the mortgage. <laughs> we, all, we all need to pay the rising energy prices or keeping up with the price of grain or, or, or whatever it is. Um, so I wonder if we could use that to segue into into a little bit about Pitch Club, because I think Pitch Club is is something new that you've started. Um, could you share with our listeners you know, what that is yeah. and, and how it works? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Ben. Um, 
So I, I'm involved with a, a number of accelerators, and I run the uh, jointly run the the FI program in London, uh, the Founder Institute program. So yeah, it's a really really cool program, um, and and not just FI, but all the other accelerators. When you pitch as you're a part of the accelerator, is punitive. So if you pitch and you basically screw up, then you could get kicked out of the program because the judges then <laughs> give you a score. And if it's below a certain threshold, you don't qualify to, you know, to be able to stay in the program. It's it's like it's like tech hunger games or startup <laughs> hunger games, you know. Yeah, there's a guy rolling around with a bow and arrow, like waiting to take you out. Um <laughs> and I between you and me and anyone who is gonna listen to this, okay. Um, I'd had two large glasses of wine. I was thinking about the top, top, top of our, what we call funnel for, you know, your listeners who aren't, you know, sales bots, the top of the funnel is almost like the pre-marketing. And I was thinking, okay, how do I um, help? First of all, you know, most importantly of all, how do I help people who aren't part of an accelerator, who maybe are technical in their background, who haven't pitched before, who don't understand the pitching process, how can we give them feedback in a in a safe space where it's okay to screw up? And <laughs> with those two large glasses of very nice red wine, um, the <laughs> pitch club come to me. Uh, it was like one o'clock in the morning about eight weeks ago. And since then, we've had four really, really good, good, solid sessions of between an hour and an hour and a half of between... 15 and 25 pitches, you know, per session, you know, with a panel of experts, mentors, people I've worked with in the past, you know, people who are really strong in their field. And we've had some great outcomes already. We've had a guy, you know, who turned up and bombed <laughs> on his on his first pitch, absolutely bombed. And he came back the next week and smashed it. But he incorporated all the feedback. And we now know that we could probably put him in front of an investor, or at the stage he's had probably more appropriately a customer and we know that he's actually going to deliver something that is you know really really quite intriguing you know it's going to prompt questions that hopefully and we didn't delve that deeply hopefully he's got answers to okay so so pitch club is all about uh, technical folks or, or or people with with new ideas new tech startup ideas and 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 helping them and supporting them to be able to effectively tell the story or tell the message of the great idea that they've got and to do it effectively and help build them up. Yeah, Ben, there's a, there's a lot in it. Um, I mean, we could get to like a 10 minute pitch. We could get to a one minute pitch. Okay. You know, the, I think the concept really is you're, you're, you, the elevator gets stuck. You know, the old adage, you, you know, what's yeah. your elevator pitch? Yeah. You know, you You've managed to trap an investor in a room for two minutes. What is it you're going to say yeah. you know, to that person? You know, you're at a barbecue conversation. You know, what, what's, what's, the, what's the elevator? What are the key punchy bits that you're going to get across to someone? Not to sell anything, yeah, but to prompt them to have another conversation with you. Mm-hmm. And it's a huge, huge skill because... Um, you'll know this as well as I, many of, I'm going to say us techies, we get caught up on the ones and the zeros. Yeah, we start talking about the 
um, the features. We start talking about, you know, the great buttons on the fantastic new device. And, and I, I say this, and I say this with love. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about the buttons on the device. Nobody cares about the ones and zeros. What they're looking for is a solution to their pain. And we're all in pain in some way, you know, tragically so. Um, and ultimately, a startup or a pitch needs to very, very quickly attach an address, attach to or address a pain. And that's the vision for the startup. Okay. So, um, and, and you've started talking about this. What what does a good pitch look like? So obviously it's a solution to pain. I think you've already sort of led us to that sort of path. But yeah. if you were going to give some advice to us, you know, what what does a good pitch look like? It's a tough question to answer. Yeah, okay. um, I think instinctively you you know first of all that someone is is actually holding, whether they're they're breathing at that moment or whether they're holding their breath, whether they are talking in a monotone and they're, and they're gonna bore you to tears within the first 10 seconds, you know, nobody wants that. Whether, as I said to you before, as, as I said before, you know, whether they're addressing something that is of, you know, is easy, is easily, <laughs> it's difficult for me to articulate this, <laughs> easily articulated, so much so that the person can identify with it and say, oh, yeah. And the goal really to come back to the art form of almost like persuasive technique in sales or pitching is you, you want people nodding, you know, and, and as soon as you start nodding, people start nodding back and they get it. And if that if you can get people nodding and, and walking alongside you. Then they get it. That means other people are going to get it. You know, we, we you know, you've, you've got something that is um, easily, um, um, easily pitchable. So, technology intrinsically is difficult. Yeah, technology, some of the AI stuff. If you start off a pitch with, right, you know, okay, we're going to get into a large language model. We're going to talk about clustering. We're going to talk about, you know, X, Y, Z. You know, deep. De some investors might get it yeah but let's try and switch it out to outcome let's try and switch it out to you know if we are able to affect a large language model that analyzes uh product support requests within a large corporation and then provides suggestions for new product based off of all the tickets that are being registered by a customer then that's going to have a value to that corporate and therefore, that's going to have an increase in revenue um, for that corporate. I've just made that up. Um, it sounds like a good idea, I think. So um, <laughs> maybe, we go, maybe we should go and do that. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so I'm just sort of, and I always, I always have my notepad because I love to learn from these conversations. Yeah. So, it, from what I think I've heard you, you described to me so far, there's something about the delivery style that that, that people need to be proficient. You know, breathing. <laughs> Simple yeah. things like yeah. that, you know, point the uh, voice modulation, you know, not monotone, that, that, that kind of stuff. So there's a bit yeah. about the delivery style that you said that's quite important there. 
other things that I think I've heard you say is that it's about addressing pain. It's about finding the pain of people and, and addressing that people and maybe extending that a little bit. It's about thinking about the outcome. It's about thinking the value that we provide, the impact that we have. It's not about the, the how. It's not about the ones and noughts, the tech details. It's about delivering effectively about the value and the outcome that, that what your, uh, of, the, of what your solution does. Exactly, exactly. Um, and I think that sometimes is lost. Um, you know, bless you all techies, I love you all. Um, but it's, it's not about the technology. Um, I mean, look, sometimes, um, <clears throat> we'll hear a pitch, uh, I'm part of an Intel accelerator and some of the technology, um, you know, it's super, super deep. It's super, super interesting. You know, you're, you're, um, talking about things that are operating on the quantum level, you know, uh, and the, and the different processes down there and measurement of, which then have an impact on like chip design or um, other things that I'm going to pretend that I know about that I really don't know about, but I can package and potentially sell the outcome to a customer for them. So it's almost like an interface, you know, that, and this is why really um, pitching and techies pitching, you know, can be super, super powerful. Um, there was a, um, there was a guy, you, you might actually know him, um, one of the best guys at Microsoft who was able to be the interface. And he started off uh, as a, as a, he's a nerdy tech. Um, and he, he turned himself into a really, really strong, uh, almost like customer advocate and a translation mechanism between the business and the technology. And, um, well, Will, if you're listening, then, um, you know, hi, first of all. Um, but you know, a really good, um, example of how, a techie could actually be with the right kind of training, probably the best salesperson in the whole company. Right. Okay. And so <clears throat> that's not to say that the tech isn't important because that's how the solution works, right? We wouldn't solve the problem if there wasn't the tech. What we're saying is that when you're talking in a pitch, it's about being relevant. It's about who's your audience and the audience care about the outcomes. They, they don't that's care right. about the how. And so it's not minimizing or lowering the fact that the tech is important. It's taking the part that's relevant to the audience that you're talking to and emphasizing that. It's funny, isn't it? Uh, yeah. And you're absolutely right. But it is funny. You know, when I, when you, you just made me think of like an old, uh, old saying, I think, you know, if, if you ask the techie what their perfect world, world was, it wouldn't have any salespeople in it. And if you have asked the salesperson what their perfect world would be, it wouldn't have any text in it. And so clearly there is a very much a difference in terms of like approach to uh, just maybe life, you know, we're all wired very, very differently. You know, there's right brain, left brain, there's the, you know, the more creative side and there's the more logical and reason side. Yeah. I think it's fair to say that many texts fall into the logic and reason and, you know, hence the coding and, and that aspect, um, the creative side, you know, the artist of this, that, and the other, they, but there needs to be a medium and you need to be able to cross that chasm. You need to be able to come from the creative side to be able to understand enough of the technology to be dangerous. And equally, you need to be able to understand that you need to be able to articulate your technology. Otherwise you could be there creating the path, the, the ultimate piece of code, the perfect product that nobody wants. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. So you've got you've got to be able to shift. That's that's another thing I'm looking for in a pitch. How coachable is this team? You know how uh, how experienced are they? Um, you know, and how open are they to feedback? Um, we haven't had it yet in pitch club. Um, <laughs> I remember um, a few years ago uh, for um, FI. You know, we run a, like an open pitch night, and we were giving this guy some feedback. And honestly, he was looking at us like he wanted to kill us. You know, and it was quite, you know, it was quite visceral. It was, it was like, wow, this is, you know, this guy is angry, really angry. Yeah. Now, someone like that, whoever you are, I'm sure you're very successful now and, and hopefully on your super yacht um, somewhere um, <laughs> <laughs> and you haven't needed any feedback. But the vast majority of us need to yeah. take some feedback, you know, yeah. and programs, the accelerators, the graduates of those accelerators invariably are actually really good at taking feedback. Um, yeah. You know, so... So, yeah, important, really important. Okay. And you started to go on there. I guess let's not get too brutal, but what does a a bad pitch look like? You know, so we're sort of thinking about what some of the good ones, maybe what are some of the examples, and I'm not asking for names, (laughs) but maybe traits where you think, oh, this is a common thing that we see in bad pitches, and this might be the thing that you want to look to to change. I think the most irritating things for me, um, which is why in Pitch Club we've got a 15-second rule, yeah, you've got 15 seconds to get your tech working. If you can't get your tech working in today's climate where we're all doing remote videos, then sorry, you know, we've got to move on. Um, okay, that's probably 30 seconds, but, you know, let's call it 15 seconds. So that's probably my number one irritation. Um, and it's, and I think it's because it's off-putting and because it just choose, choose time, you know, it's just, oh, come on. Um so Stefano, if you are listening and you haven't bought yourself a new headset because every time you pitch still, it falls out of your right ear and makes a crap, <laughs> massive great noise. Then when you try and put it in and try, carry on as if nothing's happened, your whole audience has been deafened. So things like <laughs> yeah, that's maybe yeah. my number one bugbear. And I, I, I have been known to shout at people because of it. Nicely, of course, with, with love and with feedback. Right, okay, <laughs> okay. I've sent people microphones in the post, you know, bought people microphones, you know, just yep. to try and solve these kind of problems. But, um, but when we get into the content, um, I, think, I think, first of all, I think, first of all, when it comes to the deck itself, People try and, because they hear like maybe one minute or two minutes, they try and squeeze their entire business into one to two minutes. And that's wrong. You know, that, that just plain old wrong. Um, so if I, if I come back to almost like a sales analogy, you know, if you're, if you're in an enterprise and you're trying to make contact with a customer, you're not trying to sell them some software in that first phone call. You're just trying to get to the next bit. You're trying to get to the next meeting. You're trying to provide enough value in that first conversation for someone to be to say, yeah, actually, this sounds really interesting. That's it. We don't need to do any more. We don't need to oversell. We don't, I don't want to see 15 slides delivered in two minutes with every single detail of the business in there. Because 
my brain, I'm trying to read the slide and listen and make no, no, you basically, you succeed in delivering nothing. So in two minutes, we want to see kind of nice big punchy graphics. You know, we want the character of the individual to come out. We want their experience to come out, the kind of things they've done before. And of course, and massively important, the pain that they're trying to solve. Um, I guess that then leads into um, some pains are, are kind of almost nebulous. You know, some of the pains, you know, we, we're doing a lot of work with environmental um, startups at the moment. And I love it, absolutely love it. Um, but I'm always conscious that the pain is kind of at the moment, unfortunately, nebulous. You know, it's almost never ending in the, it's just so many different aspects to it. And the problem is when the recipient of that pitch receives a nebulous pain, they almost get overwhelmed. So you have to really come right into what is the gap? What is the niche within that pain that you're trying to solve? Because, you know, uh, yeah, unless you have massive government influence and that's not happening to influence, you know, climate change, a little startup, you know, with five people isn't going to make a, a fundamental dent in that. So we've got to try and pick and choose our battles as well. You know, so that's that's super important. Um, yeah, I, th I think I'll I'll leave it there. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, I'll lead on to the next question. Ben. Yeah, well, so I guess as you were going through all of those sorts of things, you know, about making sure your tech's working, design what you're going to pitch design the deck for the time that you've got don't try and put like a 30 minute one you know about you talked about that people's character and their authenticity that you believe yeah. who they are share, share their experience yeah um this strikes to me as good advice f full stop when you are talking to people regardless of whether it's in the context of a pitch club where you are pitching uh, you know a business idea you know, do you see these sorts of skills as quite transferable for, for people in other types of roles? A hundred thousand million percent, um, which equates to yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, I mean, if I if I took your average salesperson um, and, you know, unfortunately, the average salesperson probably isn't very good um, or maybe even a very good example. But, you know, they talk too much. They don't listen, you know, they don't ask enough questions. Um, it's all about them. And realistically, pretty much in every meeting where I, I'm holding it with an external vendor who's trying to sell me something, invariably I, I sit there listening for 15 minutes, kind of honestly multitasking, waiting for my pain to be addressed in some way. Yeah, and so very often, um, very, <laughs> very often, this whole all about me kind of thing, the, you know, uh, look, you know what we used to have at Microsoft? We are Microsoft. This is how big we are. This is, these are how many staff we have. This is, and it's like, no, yeah, that's great. Wow. That's very, very, that's, that's nice. That's really lovely. But nobody cares until they hear that pain address. So in fact, I've, oh my gosh, over the years, I've, I've, I've had to kick people under the table to get them to stop talking about, you know, either how great they are or technology or, you know, or, and, and why did you do that? Why did you kick me? Shut up. <laughs> Just stop talking. You know, oh, listen to the customer. Um, so the skills, the ability to be able to 
listen, to be able to take feedback, um, to be able to sell internally, not just for salespeople, but invariably, let's say I'm, I'm helping a company position a deal within a large corporate. We might be positioning that deal within a certain level within that organization. If it's here, they need to be able to sell upwards. So in effect, as a high quality consultative salesperson, you need to coach that individual on how to navigate their own buying process. And so, you know, ultimately, you know, there's, there's, there's two things there, you know, you could be, you could be getting a verbal buy as in someone say, yeah, I'd love to buy this. Fantastic. And most salespeople then go run around, go, Hey, we've won a deal. We've won a deal. No, you haven't. All you've done is you've got your champions to agree yeah. that they're going to now represent this internally. So yeah. what I'm getting to is that pitching, we all need to be able to pitch. Yeah. You're pitching this podcast and all the other great stuff that you're doing. You know, we all need to pitch. If you're not coding, you're selling, right? Did I say that? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but, but it is, isn't it? And um, I think there's a book I read. Is, is it to sell is human or, or, or something like that? And, and it's this idea that actually, you know, if I've got a purpose in life, if there's things that I want to achieve in life, I can't do that on my own. I need to do that with other people. And to do that, I need to get people on board with the things that are important to me and, and I need to influence them. And and you could think of that as, as selling to them. You know, you need to sell to your wife that you want to go on the holiday that you want to go on. You know, you need to sell to your kids that it's important that they eat vegetables. What You know, you could put the word selling or you could put the word influence in. You know, there's a variety of words you could pop in there. But it's this idea that we need to be able to 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 well, I, I think I like influence, influence people's thoughts and influence people's perspectives. I think there's ways to do it, Ben. I mean, you know, I ask this question a lot. Um, I remember you, you're similar to me, you know, um, actually, pro sorry, probably younger. Um, <laughs> like in the 90s, there was this great show called um, The Fast Show. Yes, I do remember and that. Yes. There was a car salesman called Swiss Tony. Yes, 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 yes. And, and if you kind of took Swiss Tony at his worst, <laughs> very, very worst, and then took your average double glazing salesman, and then took your average PPI sales salesperson and then, and so on. If you ask the majority of people what their perception of a salesperson is, they come up with that. They come up with that negative connotation. Yeah. But I'm just, I'm, I don't know if it, your listeners will, um, will know this, but sales and being a, a consultative salesperson, it's the second highest paid job in the world. Right. Right, there's more pe more millionaire salespeople that I know personally, and that I've operated with, you know, in large tech companies who are excellent at what they do. The only the only job that's uh, better paid is is a lawyer, you know, like a corporate lawyer. So the opportunity to be able to transfer your skills into something that you know is where you empathise with the client, where you get alongside them, you help them to. Uh, you help them in a, a purchasing decision, a buying decision. You're not selling anything. You're just connecting the dots. And so this whole premise of hard, pushy-nosed salespeople, which we've all encountered and all rail against and all get just annoyed with. You know, you go into, 
I don't know, um, you probably go into a Porsche dealership, I go into a Vauxhall dealership or something. <laughs> yeah, I've just started a new business, mate. No, yeah, that's right, not right. where I go. <laughs> well, okay, well, we both go into, let's, I don't know, let's, 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 no, we won't name names, but um, we go into the dealership and, and go, oh, this is dreadful. Um, someone tried to close me the other day and I basically shouted at him because... I didn't have any information, the, the information required to actually, um, to actually make a decision on a five thousand pound bit of sponsorship. Didn't have any information at all. So when are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? I'm like, listen, Swiss Tony, you know, back, <laughs> back off. Um, so I know I'm kind of rambling a little bit around the houses here, but when when we're pitching when we're trying to get people to come onto our vision and our journey, you can't be push, push, push. You got to try and pull them. You got to try and you know, pull them towards you. You don't push anything. You're just going to push them away. So that's, that's part of pitch club as well. You know, massively transferable into pretty much anything. Yeah. Well, do you know what we are? We're fastly approaching time for time for the podcast. So, uh, I, I, you know, really you interesting. <laughs> I wonder um, as we start to wrap up, any any sort of key takeaways that you'd like people to, to take away from the things that you've been saying? Uh, good question. Um, key takeaways: um, everything is a pitch. You know, um, getting yourself out of your comfort zone. It's super, super important. Um, I try and do that myself and it's hard. Um, it's hard. We'll get used to what we're doing. We all think it's going to work, but you know, you do the same thing over and over again, you're going to get the same results. If those results are incredible, great, go for it, carry on doing it. But you know, for the majority of us, we need to try and develop and develop those skills. And so, you know, pitch club is certainly an opportunity to develop some skills. Um, you might not like the feedback. Well, if you don't like the feedback, that's fine. Don't come back. Yeah, you know, if you do like the feedback, fine, come back. Um, or everything in between. You know, it's designed to be a, like I said, a safe space. Um, we're going to be announcing pitch club uh, in different regions all over the planet very soon. You know, okay. starting more than likely with uh, with Africa. Um, okay. We're going to be lending that into uh, that concept into universities uh, or even schools or everything in between, you know, to try and work on the softer skills, you know, that are still so incredibly important um, and certainly to uh, to all you techs. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for that, Colin. I mean, I just sort of look just glancing down at my, my notepad. Um, sure. I've made loads of notes. The things that, you know, that really have, have sprung out to me is um, talking about solving people's pain, you know, not the ones and noughts, but, you know, the outcomes, the value, the impact, you know, that's a really important thing um, for people to, to, to think about. So so that really sung through to me. The idea about how coachable people are and how they respond to feedback. I think that's a, if you're not getting great at receiving feedback. I think that's a great skill to learn because it can really help you. Um, and if I think about me, I know when I get feedback, I have two reactions. I have an emotional reaction and then I have a rational reaction. The emotional reaction might be, I have just spent months on this and now you're telling me it's rubbish. Um, and, and I have that re emotional reaction. But then I kind of think, actually, I do care what you know about your opinion 
And actually, you've raised some very valid points that I now need to take forward. But but I and so what I've had to learn to do over the years is put a poker face on for the first level, <laughs> so that then I can get to the next level. And I know it's what I do, right? So I put the poker face on. Yeah, take notes. Uh, put the poker face on, so that then when I can get to that rational space, I can think yeah. through the feedback rationally and go, "That was really great advice." I just didn't just I just struggled with it after I'd spent years doing this piece of work. <laughs> Ben, I think it's so important. And sometimes people just aren't in the emotional headspace to receive the feedback. And, so, you know, certainly, um, you know, certainly in corporate situations where everyone has got their stuff going on, everyone's got their dramas, you might have just, you know, dropped the kids off. You might have just, you know, tried to juggle a million different things. And someone goes, actually, here's some feedback for you. <laughs> I don't want your feedback now. I'm not in the right headspace for it. Yeah. So checking that someone is in the right headspace for it, I think is also important. Um, yeah. But if you're coming along with a pitch club, well, you know, you've got to That's be in the right for. headspace. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Now, if, if, uh, if people want to get in touch with you, find out about pitch club, um, yeah. where can people go to find out more on this sort of, this sort of topic? Um, so uh, come along to uh, come along to LinkedIn. Uh, connect with me on LinkedIn. Absolutely. Um, you've got a good following on there. Uh, go to Series A website and then uh, have a little sniff around there on Pitch Club. You'll see all the past recordings. I say all of them. We've only done uh, four now, um, but it's uh, it's all coming together nicely. Um, you know, and um, you'll see the kind of thing that you're up for, that you're in for. It's not too scary, yeah. So you know, come along, give it a go. Yeah. Brilliant. So I will pop in the show notes for anybody that's interested, uh, the LinkedIn to you, Colin, um, and also the link to the Series A website. So people can have those links, they can go and get them from the show notes. Um, Thank you so much, Colin. It's been a really interesting conversation. Uh, Really interesting. So thank you so much for for spending the time to, to come and talk to us. My pleasure, Ben. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So there we have it. Thanks for listening. Please do subscribe to the podcast and rate the show. It really helps spread the word. And check out our technical storytelling program to help build your influencing and leadership skills.